It's time for Bottom of the Bargain Bin! With Kevin Hart. <laughs> Welcome back to Bottom of the Bargain Bin. I'm Kevin Hart. You like the setup? I, I like it a lot. You know, I got some records over here. Got some VHS tapes right there. You know, I really like it a lot. I hope you guys do too. You know what I didn't like though? Oh, this movie that I watched this week. So the Die Hard series. Okay, let me stop right there. I am not reviewing Die Hard because that is an amazing movie. Uh, there's a big debate. There is every year about whether Die Hard is actually a Christmas movie. Um, it is, but we're not going to get into that discussion because, uh, well, you know, I, I was a, I kind of wanted to review Die Hard, but it's like, yeah, everyone's done it, and you know, the, the discussion about whether it's a Christmas movie or not, I mean, you really could go on for hours about that, so I, I'm not, I'm not going to I'm not gonna get into that. But because it's the Christmas season and Die Hard is usually associated as being a Christmas movie, I was thinking, hmm, Die Hard's had quite a few movies. They've had five of them, and varying in quality. Uh, the second one takes place during Christmas. So I was thinking maybe that one, but ah, that movie's too good. Uh, it's pretty famous with the, you know, the really horrible TV edits of it. But, you know, I was thinking of something, yeah, you know, was, that, that one's too good. Die Hard 3 is really good. Uh, it's probably better than 2. 4 is pretty bad, but still, I mean, I, I liked it myself. It's not perfect. I mean, you know, there's a lot of, you know, you know, movie hacking where bam i got into the mainframe there's a lot of that so you know some people might uh, you know not really care for that then we have die hard five a good day to die hard is the name of this movie and it was made very recently 2013 and i remember seeing this in the theaters and wondering the hell does this have to do with die hard other than bruce willis being in it so let me explain a little bit of this movie's plot to you because it really is dumb, doesn't make a whole lot of sense, and a lot of it doesn't really matter. So at the end of Die Hard 4, um, throughout the movie, that movie, John McClane was trying to reconcile with his daughter, Lucy McClane, who's played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead. He's trying to reconcile with her, and so he finally does near the end of the movie and in this movie, Die Hard 5, he's trying to reconcile with his son. He hasn't seen him in a long time. He's trying to find him, and he, he realizes that he might be in Russia. So he goes off to find his son. His son is played by Joy, Car Jay, Joy Courtney. Jay Courtney. But here is his daughter, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who he talks to before uh, he goes on his mission to find his son. Dad, just try, try not to make an even bigger mess of things. So then he makes his way to Russia, and he is, uh, you know, he's in a cab, and he's with this Russian cab driver. And you really think, okay, this guy could have been a, this guy could have been a through line. He could have been like Argyle, or maybe even uh, Sergeant Al Powell, right? He could have been this character who's reoccurring because he's, you know, he's a little bit charismatic. But no, of course, you know, he's 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 there basically just to introduce the scene, and he's not in the rest of the movie. Are you a cop? Yeah. How'd you know I was a cop? You don't look like a lawyer. So then this huge car chase ensues, and uh, Bruce Willis punches this. He, he, he takes, he, you know, carjacks this guy, but punches him in the face, who, who's yelling at him in Russian, and then Bruce Willis yells at him, Do you think I understand what you said? And it's like, 
Hey, he probably didn't understand what you said because you're a dumb American yelling at him. You know, I'm sure it got like, you know, awkward chuckles in the theater, but just like, really? That's a really terrible, terrible line for so many different reasons. But, you know, you get past that. You know, then he actually runs into his son. I mean, literally like runs into his car and he, he finds him. Jack! Dad? This is what you've been doing? 007 of Plainfield, New Jersey. Relax, you're safe now. His son Jack is now this CIA agent who is uh, who is in Russia attempting to help this whistleblower who is going to get uh, an unfair trial in Russia. I know. Who would have thought? But... Uh, you know, that's that's the background of the plot, and it just goes way off of the deep end because, you know, they're trying to get this, we have this information that will, you know, exonerate him and they won't be able to, you know, go against him. You know, it, it turns into a plot about nuclear weapons, of course, you know, as you know, as you do, I guess, goes right into this, uh, this whole plot of we have all these nuclear-grade weapons. Um, weapons-grade uranium. Nukes. Someone's got to stop him. boy. So a hop and a skip later, and they are just you know all over trying to get, trying to get to this uh, this place. Now this vault that they're trying to get to to get this information or ends up being weapons is in. I thought so when I first saw the movie. I guess I maybe wasn't paying that much attention. And even when I rewatched it, I thought this took place in Chernobyl, and I was like, wow, they really went to Chernobyl and like didn't get radiation poisoning or cancer or anything like that turns out it's not actually chernobyl but it's a place that was blown up by like a huge nuclear bomb or some sort of facility this is a place in ukraine so you know why it's still i think that would be a big danger but of course they, they go in there with like you know probably less clothes than i have on they have like a shirt and jeans they're like oh here we go let's go and they're going with this uh the scientist guy, this whistleblower they're trying to protect, but it turns out he's actually one of the main villains. Uh, he is, uh, he turns on them and he's like, yeah, I'm gonna use this and I'm gonna conquer whatever. Um, you know, it doesn't of course turn out well for him because he eventually, he does end up getting killed and they save the day, like walk off into the sunset. Now, what happens with that story, now you gotta think here, um, the stories of these diehard movies, this t- movies takes about like two hours and ten minutes, all four of the previous movies do, and so that they're able to establish, uh, you know, a certain point of, okay, we think this is going to happen, the intervention um, of the police and all this other stuff, and then there is this sort of, you know, big sort of act three falling action that puts everything into place, and that's when everything really hits the fan, and you got to say, oh no, you know, now the stakes are even higher, and John McClane has to go do this, uh, no, no. That's not in this movie. The the guy is revealed, you know, he's like, he turns on him pretty early-ish in the movie, and by the time they get to the 90-minute mark, that's when you kill everybody and they they miraculously escape, and you're like, okay, so now what's the big twist? And the credits rolled, and I'm just like, what is this movie? It's gonna just, it's just gonna do me like that. But... Yeah, the the death of the main villain is uh, is pretty spectacular. Although they try to make it be like, oh hey, remember this? Because they they mirror the shot of Alan Rickman falling in the first Die Hard movie, and it's just like, 
No, I don't disrespect them. Oh, don't do them like that. Come on, don't disrespect one of the best death scenes in a movie ever by trying to copy it. The guy falls, you know, the, the, the guy in this movie falls into helicopter blades and blows up. Um, it, it looks cool, but it's like, you know, again, do, why are they referencing a good movie like the original Die Hard? I guess they have to. So, but, you know, the other thing they do is they, uh, you know, do yippee ki and it's not as epic as the other ones. But, you know, when he says it the first time in the first Die Hard, it's not that epic either. He's just kind of going into an elevator when he says it, so... You know, whatever. Or he's walking down a staircase, I should say. That's what he actually does. So I didn't mind it that much. But trust me, there's way worse problems in this movie. Like, uh, there are these these Russian mob guys that they run into. This guy who's, like, eating a carrot. And he's like, you guys are going to be killed. This, you know, this Yakov Shmurnoff sort of, like, Boris and Natasha. These villains are cartoons. They are cartoon Russian villains. I mean, it is hilariously bad. Uh, and, you know... They're tied up, John and his son are tied up in these zip ties, and, you know, they're like, they're like mugging to each other and, like, trying to talk to each other as they're cutting themselves loose, and they shoot all these guys, and, uh, you know, another thing is there's this, like, real machismo aspect of the movie, like, you got, you know, John and his son, they got this moment, and it's like, yeah, we're not a hugging family, and it's it's just, it's so, it's, it's kind of cringeworthy. Nobody's gonna die today. Need a hug? We're not a hugging family. Damn straight. Yeah, emotions are for wussies. But yeah, just macho, man. Yeah, it's, it's like that combined with the thing at the beginning where he punches the Russian guy and says, do you understand what I said? It's, you know, it's, it, this movie's just bad. Bad and awkward. The action scenes are by the numbers. The plot is really uninspired. I mean, the only reason this is a Die Hard movie is because Bruce Willis was in it and they put Die Hard in the title. Any other way, this would have been any other by-the-numbers, you know, oh, the Russian mob sort of movie, uh, but, you know, they, they had to shoehorn, shoehorn, I mean literally shoehorn the Die Hard characters. None of the other ones except for Bruce Willis, you know, none of them have any recurring parts from any of their movies, aside from his daughter who's in the first and last, like, couple minutes of the movie, and, like, that's it. And nothing to do with Die Hard. Uh, cannot recommend this movie at all. If you want to watch a good Die Hard movie, literally any of the other ones, one, the best one. Uh, two is good. Three is pretty, pretty good. Four is okay. Watch any of them except for this garbage that is Die Hard Part 5, A Good Day to Die Hard. And it is not a good day if you're watching this movie, I should say. So that's my recommendation. No recommendation of this movie because it is pretty terrible. Got a well-deserved, um, very low rating on a lot of rating websites. And that's my rating that I'm going to give it none. No recommendation. Don't ever watch this movie. Watch the other Die Hard movies. Thank you so much for watching and listening in to Bottom of the Bargain Interviews. I will see you next time.